It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Hi, this is uh, Jay Harwich with another edition of Amazing Mental on my podcast. My guest is 1986 Med Ed Hearn. Friend from was 40 years. And Ed, we put it bluntly right now, you're probably in a fight for your life. Would that, would that be a fair assessment? You're waiting for your fourth kidney transplant, hopefully. And uh, probably on the verge of starting dialysis. Uh, so tell me how you feel, first of all. Well, I, I, I'm doing okay. I, I uh, had a bad week last week, ended up in the hospital with some, some issues um, related to the surgery to place my peritoneal catheter, uh, which will I will start dialysis on here in the next 10 days to two weeks. Um, you know, for where I'm at, I'm not too bad. I got outside yesterday and break lease for about an hour. So, hey. Eddie, could you explain to the people out there, I, I guess the rules for kidney transplants have changed and you don't have to be the exact match. It is a registry. You know, I, I mean, if, if people out there listen, you, you gave me a line the other day, the last time we spoke and, and uh, if people don't know, Eddie was traded for David Cohen in April of 1987. And you said to some me or somebody else, well, we gave the people in New York David Code 97 back from you guys, how far me a kidney. So that would be. <laughs> but, but, but tell me, what's the procedure now for getting, you know, somebody listening to this wants to help? Well, the, the old system of the UNOS uh, cadaveric list, where you sign the back of your driver's license, is still in, still in effect. And it's, it's, you know, we need to do that if we can. Uh, the problem with that is it takes an average of three to four years to get a kidney off that list. So the next step that has evolved uh, 20 years ago in my last transplant was a living non-related donor, a friend of mine. He flew up to Mayo Clinic and gave me one of his kidneys, and uh, he was back home within a week, back to work. Uh, we were a pretty good match, and we've lasted, you know, my kidney has lasted 20 years, which is a good run. But today, they've really upped the game here in the last four or five years. Uh, this National Kidney Registry was put in has been put in place the last few years. And um, what happens here is you don't have to be a match, as you mentioned. And what that means is how that works is if you were giving me a kidney, Jay, you say, hey, Eddie, I want to give you a kidney. Uh, sorry, Jay, we don't match. Okay. And I say, Lee, Emily, and one to to give a kidney to uh, Daryl Strawberry, and they didn't match. But vice versa, we did match. So they, they do what's called paired exchanges. So you would give a kidney to uh, Daryl, and Emily would give the kidney to me. So, and then additionally, one step further, which is just fantastic stuff, um, what, what I am hoping for, is something called a low effluent match through the National Kidney Registry database. So once I get somebody, a donor, 
who is who, who is willing and then does give a kidney it probably it won't go to me probably 95 percent chance it won't go to me it would go to somebody on that registry that they're a really good match for and therefore the chance of that kidney lasting for that person is really good then i get what's called a voucher and when i'm ready and needing that kidney which is any time now <laughs> um, then i take that voucher or they send it in but then they put my data into the database and search the database it takes about 2.8 to 3 months average time right now to get this low epilet match which means much better chance of longevity of the transplant and most importantly in my case um, potential to lower the immunosuppression that that you know is a big challenge because of all the side effects and in my case uh, squamous cell skin cancers grow like weeds on me and so uh, if you can lower the immunosuppression then I have a better chance of not having as many of those cancers. And the last couple of years since you stopped playing in 87 after the trade hasn't been easy, but you know, are you persevered, wrote an autobiography, become a, a motivational speaker, started your you know the, the bottom of bottom of nights foundation. How do you how do you keep going? Did you, did you find a fortitude to keep going through all these years through the cancer scares and the sleep apnea stuff? And how did you keep going to try to reach out and help people still? You know, when it first happened, the preventing shoulder injury here in Kansas City was tough. But less than a year and a half later, I'm on dialysis and need my first transplant with all these other issues that were diagnosed. It's been a tough run. But what I figured out, what happened to me is um, I almost quit, Jay. And uh, the day in the basement, when I almost quit, I put the gun down and I made a plan. I've always been proactive. And I, I don't think, you know, you just can't float down the river of life and, and get to where you're at. You know, get to made the major leagues as a player. You, you have to be proactive. So I sat there in my basement after contemplating quitting, and I made a plan. And uh, I began to work that plan, and it, and it was fabulous. It just began to really draw me out of the, the self-pity and stuff that I was feeling, mostly as a result of a, as a side effect of the medications on the first transplant. So once I got going with this plan, uh, and the main, the number one thing that helped me was I had heard a great motivational speaker just before my transplant named Zig Ziglar. He says, he, he said, I, I'll never forget it. You can change where you're at in life by what you put into your mind. And I bought into that and I became uh, a reader, a tape listener, Anything positive from, from my faith, Christian faith, to Anthony Robbins and Earl Nightingale and Zig Ziglar, constantly filling my head with good stuff. But then once I, that began to help me feel better and help to get me inspired again about life, I began to have that opportunity to speak. And that really became the thing that has kept me going. Um, you know, I talk to corporate America associations, and one of the biggest thing I tell them is another thing Zig said, you can have everything in life you want if you're just helping enough other people get what they want. And that's true. I've learned that when you help other people. So as I began to have the opportunity to speak back in 1994, and I started getting emails about, wow, man, I didn't want to go to that, that meeting 
yeah, they're always boring. But I'm so glad we I did because hearing you was just what I needed. Or even things like oh, one person sent me a, a message, email, or letter. Lady, I was in the hospital for a month. I took my Bible and your book. It was your book that got me through that month. Things like that. That's what I call the juice of life, man. Just I just I have been able to feed off the opportunity to help other people. It's just been remarkable. And right now, my biggest challenge is as COVID hit, the, it began to, to to smother my opportunity to be out there because I'm on immunosuppressive medication, so I'm very susceptible. I'm one of those people that everybody talks about. And the last couple of years, three years or so, I'm, I'm not able to get out and make a difference like I was for the last 20, 25 years all over the country. And now I've been stuck. And that's that's been a challenge to keep going. But, uh, you know, my hope is that this isn't the end of the road for Ed Earn. My hope is that someone will step with the plate and share with me their extra kidney and I can get back out doing the very thing that you asked about, what keeps you going. And it's being able to touch people's lives in a positive way. This sounds weird, probably, Jay. Not at all. From an 80, from an 86 Mets guy. I mean, <laughs> us, us crazy wild guys. But you know, you know, we all evolved. And, and particularly in my case, I was never a bad guy. You know me. I was a milk drinker, one of the few. Uh, one but, of the few. You know what? Yeah, one of the few, right, Eddie? Me and me and you, Jay. Yeah, we drank milk on the plane ride back from Houston. We spiked with something, but we drank it. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, before, I got to, before you forget, it's got to make it good to hear, you know, some of your former teammates and friends like Ron Darling and, and David Cohn you know, speak about you and like Ron, Ron was quoted, said, we don't get to 108 wins in 86 without Ed. It, that has to make you feel pretty good, right, Eddie? Yeah, of course. I mean, there's just no doubt. You know, it's, it's surprising as ballplayers, um, over the years, I realized that, that we we don't get back together like we, like I thought we would. It's not like there's this great bond that, that transcends the years because guys don't, you know, I, for example, say Doug Sisk and Jesse Roscoe, they were they were like tied at the hip. I mean, they're like Bob, the Bobsy twins. But you know, I came to realize that well, they don't get they hardly talk. And so when those guys step up the plate for me in this situation, absolutely, you know, 
it feels good. I mean, I, I so appreciate it, man. Yeah, Eddie, what was your relationship with Gary Carter? You know, you didn't, because Gary liked to play every day. I remember him sitting in the training room with East Pack, and his knees were packed with ice. He still would come out of the lineup, but he wanted to play every day, every day, every day. He didn't want to come out. How hard was it for you to, you know, I mean, I know you want to get, I remember one stretch in August of that year, I remember Gary broke a couple of fingers or his hand, and he caught for most of the months of August, I think, if I remember correctly, and, you know, kept us afloat. But you remember your bye play with Gary through the year when we were there? You know, uh, we have one child, and he's named, his name is Cody Carter. Very nice. So what does that tell you? So yeah. it means that I, really, I really looked up to Gary. Not only is a you know somebody that, you know that I, could, I could learn from as a catcher, a Hall of Fame catcher, but more so as a as a man, human being. Uh, you know, like all of us, Gary wasn't perfect, and there were some things about Gary you know that sometimes could get under your skin, and that's been documented by other players. And sometimes people focus on that stuff. For me, I had more times with him, you know, because of our position, like position, so we we were together a little more. And, and I just felt that uh, I was honored to be able to be with him that year. I mean, uh, and then we lose him, man. Uh, you know, our son, Cody, got cancer in 2011. And I'm driving home from some speaking engagement. Uh, Cody's in chemo. And I get the word that Gary's died. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's tough. You know, life doesn't last forever for any of us. So, you know, we have to live it the best we can. Um, and uh, and that's what I try to do. And that's what keeps me afloat is the juice of helping other people. And you, uh, a lot of Mets fans don't realize you probably hold the record, might never be equal. You're the only player in MLB history to have a ring from single A, double A, triple A, and a major league in a major league 86. Um, what do you remember about that year? What do you do with all those rings, Eddie? Ah, uh, when I go fishing, man, they keep my my stink bait right on the bottom, Jay. You know, out there in the in the, the big depths of the canals or wherever you know the lakes, like, they're my sinkers. But we haven't one. So you haven't one place, or uh... you know, I can't tell you that, Jay. Or I'd have to take you out, man. Yeah, but that that was a pretty. That was, that was a pretty good. Year. That was a great run. I came from the Phillies organization because. I had had some major injuries. The Phillies were using me as a DH first baseman. And I said, look, fellas, let's, let's, uh, you know, I got other things to do in life. If somebody's not going to let me catch, uh, I'm going to move on because I, I'm not a, I won't hit 40 home runs. So they gave me a release and Steve Shriver gave me the opportunity. He said, I'll let you catch halftime. We'll see what happens. And man, it just happened to be good timing. Lynchburg, 83, Jackson, 84. Norfolk Tidewater 85 and then the World Series 86. But here's the kicker, Jay. The Mets traded me away. They ain't won since. That's true. That's true. <laughs> the jinx of Ed Carl, I heard. And he, he mentioned 83. You called Doc in 83 at Lynchburg, then he struck out 300 batters. Did you think he would be that pitcher? I mean, Doc was phenomenal back in 83. And he moved, you know, Davey brought him up, boom, boom, right away, AAA, and then and into big leagues. He was phenomenal. He was beyond anything I had ever seen. And yet being so young, uh, he was remarkable. Uh, he stood out above the crowd by a, a ton. And so, uh, and most importantly, I'd like to tell you, Jay, and you know this, 
Dwight Gooden, you know, had some struggles in life here. And I just read some stuff on the internet about, you know, that bum he threw his career away and all this stuff. You know what? Dwight Gooden is a, is a great man. He is a great guy. He got, he got caught up in a bad deal, addiction. And it's a medical issue. And I've seen it take people down, you know, in, in my life of my six years. And, but Doc was a great pitcher, tremendous stuff, but he was a good guy. But he just got thrust into this big spotlight at New York City at such a young age as a superstar. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. But it's nice to see Doc around. You know, yeah, Dow's you know, a minister now. Dow's doing good and, you know, and, and everything. I know if it wasn't for your illness, you'd be in fantasy camp. You're a big, big part of that. I must, you know, I know you wish you'd be down in Port St. Lucie with the guys right now, huh? Yeah, no doubt, man. I, 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 I'm part of the Facebook group for Mets Fantasy Camp. And about 10 days ago, I had to, I had to get out of the group because it was just, it's just making me ache. People starting to talk about, oh, 10 days, seven days to camp. You, you know, all the coaches and all the guys. And I'm telling you, it's a really special program at Mets Fantasy Camp. It's amazing what Doug Dickey has done. And uh, I, I just, you know, I thought it would be kind of fun to go to when I went four, five, six years ago. And I've been back every year until the last couple with COVID. And I do miss it terribly. Uh, hey. And just, just today, just today, I joined back in. Good. So I could kind of just, I was like, all right, I got to see the pictures. I got to hear the stories. And I just went through this, all the statistics today. So, uh, you know, it's a wonderful thing to be a part of. Keeps you kind of feeling like you're part of the organization. And I know you told me the other day, you're going to go to the University of Minnesota shortly. Um, and then that, that's another step on the line of hopefully getting the kidney for you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, you have to have a transplant center that's willing to do a transplant and you have to be evaluated and approved for that. So I'm going through that process right now. I don't think it's going to be a problem. Um, you know, that's that's one side of the coin. The other side of the coin is, uh, you know, having a donor that will make it donate a kidney to probably the database, most likely. And I get a voucher and then I can get hopefully wait out a few months and get a, this low effort match. Uh, so yeah, Minnesota is, is uh, University of Minnesota's tremendous, tremendous transplant center. Tremendous. You ready? Showtime on May third. Summer starts with the Fall Guy. We do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Eddie, say if Bob Smith out there wanted to do to donate a kidney to Ed Hearn, what would the, fir the first step he would have to do? You know, 
it's it's easy. Uh, there's there's a link that I can give you. It's www.nkr.org forward slash FQH333. And there you can just fill out some basic information and that gets the ball rolling. From there, NKR would contact you if you were potentially considering donating and you would do a medical history online. If, if that looked good to the doctors, they would then send you to, uh, to a, a local uh, quest or lab, lab core for blood and urine. If that pr proved out to be good, then you would be uh, brought into an area, say if you're in, in Port St. Lucie, Florida, you would, you would probably go to the Cleveland Clinic of Miami or some, some big transplant center nearby and have a full full day evaluation. I mean, it, I mean, I I've told a couple of people, friends of mine, like, hey, you ought to do this just to get the the medical exam because you're not going to get this kind of exam anywhere. Because <laughs> I mean, really do it, and it's free. It doesn't cost right. you a dime, and it's done by the top medical transplant centers. And uh, you know, from there, if if everything went good then you would be approved and then have the opportunity to schedule a three-week window where, where you could make a donation, you know, once they matched you up and you don't have to leave home hardly. You that's, know, that, that's it's great. Fabulous. 20 years, they've made such progress. Oh. You know what, um, before I say, what's your fondest memory of 86? Is there one game or moment I know the Mookie, home run for me it's it's the houston game and this game six and in, in 86 is it is something that stands out in your mind looking back it was 14 really it's uh, uh 36 years ago oh, amazing isn't it wow you know i i have many multiple memories of course the uh the houston playoff game six was amazing the flight home as we mentioned earlier yes by, by stakes and stuff but it it's thrown across the plane. Um, the World Series, Game 6, the come behind, all the blah, 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 all the stuff. But individually, I would say my first Major League game in L.A. And then secondly, maybe the best was Father's Day at Shea, where I hit my first Major League home run. Right. The grounds crew retrieved the ball. And my parents were there, and I was able to give that ball to my dad. That's very nice. Oh, uh, you know, really special time, really special. I also yeah. big time was was the ticker tape parade, Jay. Right. Uh, and the, particularly for me, the drive from the Shea Stadium to Lower Manhattan, all it was all barricaded off. People on top of their cars. You remember? They're going, "Let's go, Mets." Let's go, Mets. People up in the rafters, construction workers. Yeah, I just saw the other day, the film the other day. Yeah. Oh, it just gives me chills. Just, you know, with this big police escort. Uh, it was just phenomenal. And this is November, the uh, uh, season of giving and helping people. And we're just hoping that uh, if somebody out there to help you get back to full health, so you can get back and do what you want to do and go back to speaking and making a difference that you did before outside. So thank you for your time and hopefully. Hopefully we'll reach somebody who wants to do something to help you, Eddie. You know, a lot of people back in New York and Flushing the Queens praying for you, hoping for you. So keep battling, so I can say. Thank you, sir. I know it. I feel it. And, you know, um, one of the things that I've learned is that we all need each other.
Right, no question. We can't do it alone in life. And in this situation here, I you know I get a lot of people sending me messages say we're praying for you and uh, you know get well soon and hang in there. Well, uh, yeah, I can't do this on my own. It's going to take uh, another human being to step up, and uh, it's going to happen. Because I, be- I, I know it will happen. I believe yeah. God. I believe God has a plan to keep using me. Well, uh, as he we'll has. Be- We'll be praying for everybody back at City Field and Queens. We'll be praying for you, Annie. You know, have a good Thanksgiving, and uh, we'll speak soon. Well, we have a lot to be thankful for, Jay. And and I I appreciate the Mets organization and what you guys have done to support me in this quest to get my health back. Well, we're 100% behind you, Annie. Thank you, brother. Take care of yourself. Thanks, Annie.